start until I've known you've texted John. I, I'm going to go, so John, how interested were you in Halloween Kills? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, that's... And this is why we have bourbon. Is this to, is why we have bourbon. Is, Cheers. We're going out for our friend. We love you, John. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Too Much Free Time Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. Yeah. And uh, a, a John we forgot to loop in on this episode. That's tough. I thought, since you brought it up, you know, I was like, oh, I just is, we cross all our bridges. I just didn't. It wasn't I didn't think about John. It was I didn't think about it in the sense that he would be able to. Yeah. And Which, so I and I just kind of autopiloted <laughs> through it. And that's my bad. Um, <laughs> anyway, we saw Halloween Kills without John. We did. In a theater by ourselves. By ourselves. It was special. Oh. It, it wouldn't have been the same with John there. <laughs> <laughs> a nice. Well, there would have been three people in the theater yeah. <laughs> instead of just us two. And now that the projectors are automated, there wasn't even anyone in the booth. <laughs> yeah. It was just us. We did whatever we wanted. A solid 4 p.m. showing of a horror film. But hey, it's Halloween, and uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, Peter, let's say, uh, you know, I mean, I, it's fresh in our minds. We literally left the theater like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So um, Rushed right back. Yeah. Uh, Peter, would you like to start with your first impressions? Or just your impressions. I mean, I alluded to whatever in our prelude. But, I mean, I, I, it sucks. Yeah, you didn't like it? No, no, it was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna throw down a... I, I hate to be controversial here, but I didn't like it either. Yeah. <laughs> I think Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 was better. That's saying a lot. I mean, I actually think his movies, those were fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought the second one of Rob Zombie's was bad, but I, I enjoyed the first one for yeah. what it was. This is so bad. I had to pick parts that I was like, hey, I actually like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- it's one of those things where there were parts where I got what they were going for, but it felt like they couldn't complete the idea because there's going to be a third one. And like watching it when you know there's going to be a third one, it made the pacing feel weird, if that makes sense. I also just, the IQ of that town is like five. Yeah, it really went down. Like I, I felt like it was better in the 2018 one. Yeah, because in, in the 2018 one, which for anyone who hasn't watched that or really paid attention to how this is all working, is the 2018 Halloween, just titled Halloween, is technically a sequel to the original 1978 Halloween. It's not a remake. It's a sequel, and it basically ignores Halloween 4, 5, 6, H2O, all the different all the different Halloweens that have come before. Oh, it, it ignores... Well, it doesn't ignore 2. It takes into account parts of 2. Because that's one of the things I wanted to bring up, but just to finish clarifying. So it's the idea these sequels... Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and then I think they're going to do a third one called Halloween Ends. Those all take place a Halloween, one Halloween night, 40 years after the 1978 original. So these are direct sequels to that. Um, 
and the first one, you know, I thought did it well. It did this kind of fun take. It, it, you know, undid some of the weirdness in the original like trilogy. It got rid of, I, I mean, I'm kind of split. I thought some movies did it better than others, but they got rid of the Lori and Michael being brother and sister and that he's constantly hunting her down. They just changed it back to what the first movie was, which was Lori didn't have a connection to him. He's just a wandering death machine like Mm -hmm. he's just the boogeyman and you know they kind of try to go back into that with the 2018 one which i thought they did well because there's that whole montage in the first in the 2018 one where he's just going through houses and it worked it was very effective it was it like took you back to that original slashers style movie this one not so much yeah yeah and there's so much of talking about Michael Myers as some force or whatever. And then if you're not having all of the Halloween movies together. Then he's not. Yeah, then it doesn't make any sense. He's just a serial killer. Yeah. And that's how they treated the 2018 one. They treated, like, Laurie was the crazy survivor that was like, no, he's he's evil incarnate. He kind of She kind of took up the Loomis position a little bit in the 2018 one the Dr. Loomis position. And that was fine because you can play that into the whole survivor's guilt. She's paranoid about it because that would be a very traumatic thing to have a man murder your friends on Halloween night, almost kill you. You know what I mean? Like that'd be traumatic. So you give that a pass. But this one, the whole town is like, we've let this evil grow for too long. It's like, what do you mean? He was, he was in an insane asylum for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, he he killed his sister when he was six. Then he goes to kid kid asylum for fifteen years. Then he, he gets out. He has one bad night. It shouldn't ruin the rest of his life. <laughs> and then he ends up spending forty years in an asylum, a criminal asylum. And then uh, then he escapes again, and he's trying to go back to his house. As this uh, this one says, as this one says in the twenty eighteen one, he just. It just happened to be where he escaped was near his town. I guess. No, no. In the 2018 one, he escapes. They escape near it, and he goes to it. Yeah. And it's just kind of one of those alluded, like, well, of course he would go back there. But um, and then this one gives the clear point that he's trying to go home. You know, because home is where the heart is, and that's why he has to stab it in the heart. Also, so something really weak with these type of movies where they have flashbacks to a previous time that we already have a movie that we're referencing or whatever, but they're adding shit to it. Yeah. To then be like, look, we're referencing something that happened in the past, but it's like, it didn't because it only is new to this movie. Like the, the opening scene where the cops chase, like, uh, what, what's the guy's name? What's Patton's name? Uh, Bill will fuck. Oh, you're talking about the kid cop. Yeah. Young oh, rookie cop. He's any Frank. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Frank. He. <laughs> Who gives a he's, shit? He's talking to his friend. He's a cop. He's talking to his friend when, like, the cops, they, like, split up to hunt hunt him down. And then he's like, hey, you know, I knew Michael when we were kids. Granted, they're, like, he knew him when they were kids, air quotes, because if you murder your sister when you're six, how many people do you know when you were kids? Yeah. So that, that was stupid. But the whole, like, you know, they say that he, uh would stand in his sister's room and look out the window and just look at Haddonfield and like putting that in there. And then later for the reveal to be like, 
They thought he was looking at Haddonfield, but really, he was looking at himself. Like, then why not just look in a fucking mirror? Or any other window in the house. Yeah, I guess the sun is too much glint, a lot of <laughs> glare. I don't know. Yeah, that that was weird. I But since you brought up the... Because the opening is that 78 flashback of the cops looking for Michael after he vanished from Lori's front yard. Or the Strode's front yard. Which is why I, I'm, I have two confusing questions. Because... They can't. It seemed like in the 2018 one, they canceled out Halloween 2 that takes place the same night with the hospital and stuff like that. Yeah. However, <laughs> the way the cop chase works and the fact that the teenagers' bodies from the 78 Halloween were not in the Myers house when they were looking for Michael, doesn't that imply that that's later in the night post his incident at the hospital because it ends the same way the second one does where Loomis is going to shoot Michael in the yard. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so they, so they sort of canceled out the second one, but not really. I guess they were just trying to say he disappeared from the yard and then he just has been wandering around the town. I, I guess. I don't know. See, that's what I was confused by because when they were looking for Michael in the house, in the, in the Myers house, I kept waiting for them to be like, oh my God, like find the teens' bodies. And I, but they weren't there and it was kind of cleaned up. So I kind of I couldn't let it go. My head was spinning. I was like, Am I misremembering? No, the teens definitely hang out in the Myers house because it's abandoned. Yeah. And they get in because Lori's dad is the realtor and he has the keys to the house. So they were in I don't know. It was just one of those things that bugged me right off the bat. And this is like five minutes into the movie. And I was like, I don't understand how this works. But yeah, that was that was kind of weird. I liked I liked certain parts of that from just a like filming perspective, like a cinematography perspective. It was just fun to kind of because it did I did think they do a did a good job of cutting the modern footage into the nineteen seventy eight stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it felt interwoven pretty well and you know they did a good job of the 78 michael kind of in the distance and how he you know he mimicked the original movie really well like i liked all that but the entire time i kept being like why does any of this matter and it was just a setup that that cop was there that night the cop was there and then the setup lonnie as a character oh yeah setting up lonnie because lonnie was had a run in with Michael and lived to tell the tale. Yeah. I kind of want it. <laughs> I think, I think people take moments like that. If this happened in the movie, I think people would have taken it weird, but I actually add, think it adds a creepy level. If, you know, Lonnie was like, did the, Oh no, please don't hurt me or whatever. And Michael did just pick him up and like pick him up and set him up and then just walk off. Like, I don't know why that adds another level of like, what the fuck is with yeah. this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he kills all those people to help a kid up. Like, I mean, he's not a monster. <laughs> Lonnie said, please. I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the 78 flashback just ultimately feels pointless. I was trying to remember in the 2018 one, because the cop that, survives that incident in the flashback that we see he got stabbed by the doctor in the 2018 one 
I remember that because that was the big twist was that the doctor wasn't a good guy. He was trying to, he had gone cuckoo himself. Yeah, because he, he wanted to feel what it feels like to take a life, like to get closer to Michael. To get closer to Michael. And he wanted Michael to finish what he had started and have him kill Lori. And he thinks that would have ended Michael's silence or whatever shit. But Michael, say something. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> Stop talking. Stop talking. Oh, why were you me? <laughs> Isn't this what you wanted? He has like a thick British accent. <laughs> Just, oi, what you doing, Guff? I'm like, Michael, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what a poor accent you've got. The, uh, But didn't that cop, after he got stabbed, didn't Michael hit him with the car too? Or run him over with the I have the most vivid memory of the car running over somebody, maybe it was the doctor after he had already killed him. But I thought yeah, Michael I, ran over the cop. I'm pretty too. sure it's the doctor. Because when he saw the when the cop was still alive, I was like, "Oh man, it's more than a neck wound. They're gonna. Ooh, I don't know how he's gonna survive this." And then he was fine and at the hospital. I was like, wasn't he hit by the car? Like, wait. well, yeah. And where was Loomis's body? Or Loomis's? Where's the doctor's body? That's what I was confused about as well. Why didn't the uh, the boyfriend of um, Final girl. I'm just gonna call her final girl because wasn't her name like Ashley or something? I'm yeah. spacing. I'm spacing on her name. She I don't was, care about this movie anymore. Yeah, she was not. She just wasn't Allison? a character. Allison. That was it. Uh, Allison's boyfriend. When he sees the cop, like, yeah, where's the other body? And wasn't there someone else that was killed in that scene? No, the no. podcaster was killed earlier. Yeah, the two podcasters were in the gas station, which I think they showed on TV. Yes. Uh, that was the the news alert of the bodies being found outside of town. The um, yeah, I did like the with the boyfriend. I did like the him calling his friend, and it was the kid who died in the. It was the weird kid that died in the first or in the twenty eighteen one. Got put through the fence or whatever. That was a pretty brutal one. This one upped the brutality in a weird way, and I don't know if I enjoyed it or not. But it, I mean, it's not like the first one was. I don't know how to describe this. There's the slasher films of like what Scream references where it's the teenagers or characters breaking certain rules. So now they got to die kind of mentality. And then there's the ones that they didn't necessarily break any of the rules and they, they feel like random deaths. And there were a lot of those in this that felt, I guess, mean spirited is the way to phrase it. And I don't know if I liked it or didn't like it. Like the drone family. Like, the drone husband and wife. Like, I don't know. Something about it felt off. Like, because they give you just enough time to not necessarily care, but kind of learn about them. Mm-hmm. And then they're brutally murdered. Like, that was probably one of the... the Michael stabbing the husband repeatedly with the different knives, almost as if he was, like, testing them or some shit, might be up in my top like of michael myers kills of like oh shit (laughs) while the wife's just like bleeding out watching that was pretty brutal that actually that scene had the one jump scare that got me was the um him opening the bathroom door and michael being in there and smashing the light light. that actually got me i was like oh shit (laughs) and then the guy yeah and he's like so it's in our bathroom and he's like closing all the doors like hey that's smart yeah but Michael can teleport. He, well, he grabbed him through the window. Yeah, well, yeah, he teleports outside. He point. was in the bathroom. 
Well, I thought it was in a bathroom in another part of that house. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. What was the layout of that house that the yeah, bathroom sun was? sunroom thing. I don't know. Did they have a bathroom that was had, had a door entrances. to the outside? Like John's bachelor party? Yeah. <laughs> like that crazy-ass house we stayed in Florida? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. That I didn't think about that, but uh, that was pretty brutal. The uh, firefighter scene, I laughed. That felt like something out of a, a failed attempt to recreate like a Michael Myers, John Wick moment. You know what I mean? Where, like, I honestly think it would have been cooler if Michael didn't have a weapon and just came out and just like kept like grabbing the shit from them and then just hitting them with it. Like, I think that would have been a little bit cooler, but he just straight just kept stabbing them in the face. Well, and then it shows the, the little like... Uh pan of all the firefighters they're like i guess this is what we've been training for it's like yeah this is it boys <laughs> the cops aren't gonna make fun of us anymore <laughs> <laughs> police brutality firefighter brutality <laughs> firefighters activate <laughs> and then it's it's quickly apparent why they aren't the cops. yeah the i feel like the hose guy was supposed to be comedic relief but it didn't play no he needs to go for his face he's just hitting him in the he chest he also needed to Turn, turn it, it up. up. Actually turn on the hose. I have seen those fire hoses up close. That would have put yeah. him on his ass. It was not it. And he just didn't have it on. He's like, just like a light sprinkle. Like he was a, a dandelion. <laughs> it's his first day on the job. His first fire. Like, is crazy. Yeah. I did like the, I will say the part of the fire escape I did like was the first kill. Was the firefighter falling through the, the false floor. And then, um... Michael like pulling up the shed thing, being like, "Aha!" <laughs> so what I was doing here, <laughs> I, the hand grabbing thing was cool too. Hand grab, like yeah, even though it was expected, I think it would have been that would have been more effective if you had seen the firefighter fall through from that dude's perspective, not yeah. knowing Michael was down. Well, him not knowing Michael was down there, and then it would have played better to Michael come from the smoke and grab the dude, but. I still, yeah, that was that was kind of fun. But then, yeah, we get like a weird. I thought they were gonna do it in slow motion for a second. <laughs> it kind of looked in slow motion, but that's just because the firefighters are that way. Yeah, firefighters. They're in a lot of gear, man. They're not meant for you know mobility. They're meant to prevent fire from hurting them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. I thought that. I I did like. I I thought it was a funny moment, but they didn't follow through with it, which is the when the continuation from the end of 2018 where it's uh judy greer jamie lee curtis and the daughter the granddaughter i guess driving away on the truck and the fire trucks come by and then be like let them burn like they're having like a freak out moment like don't stop the fire like i like that because that would be a realistic thing even though that makes me wonder what her plan was if her plan was to catch michael in the basement start a fire Mm -hmm. was she gonna like go out and be like no no it's okay (laughs) like no, Mr. Fireman, let my house burn down. This is a controlled fire. It's a controlled burn. I'm saving California. <laughs> but uh, they didn't follow through with it because when they get to the hospital, they're just like, ha, we got them. Yeah, they we forgot did it. the firefighters. The firefighters the showed up. I thought they were going to be panicked. They were going to be like, did they Did they find him? Did they put out the house? Like, what? You know what I mean? I thought that was going to be the, the motivating factor of maybe either Allison leaving the hospital or Judy Greer leaving the hospital. I thought that was the cause, you know, the call to action of like, oh shit, they're putting out the fire. We have to make sure Michael's dead. 
Nope. They're just back of the hospital and like, <laughs> another Halloween down, I guess. Cheers. Like, yeah. Uh, I lost my husband two hours ago. Oh, well. Dang it. Oh, ugh, that sucks. Oh, I guess There's I'll... hardly a tear. She had that me. moment in her room. Well, she wa- so she washed her hands and she's like, that's my wedding ring. Then Allison cried a little bit uh, when Lonnie yeah, told yeah, Lonnie. the story that her dad told at that restaurant. Oh, He's about like, I Junior. sold your dad peyote uh, at when they met him or whatever at the buffet. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like that was kind of it. Yeah, they, I mean, and I guess you could argue it's all it's all happening so fast. You're just jacked up on adrenaline, like ready to go. Um, we gotta talk about the talent show shit. Yeah, we gotta talk because that was when I got I. Because again, we're only like, what are we like? We're like not even 15 minutes into the movie at this point. Yeah, at the talent show, it just cuts. It cuts from the hospital, yeah, to the talent show or whatever, and. This is when I started to get nervous. Because even with the firefight thing escape, I was like, oh, well, they had to get him out of the house. This was like the, you know, the Jaws of Life chainsaw shit into the person's neck was pretty fun. Like, uh, you know, I was still on board. I was like, okay, Halloween kills. Let's let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> and then this talent show thing happened. And I, I, I honestly had an internal monologue of like, oh, no. Oh, no, it's social. Uh, well, because it doesn't make sense. So... It makes sense for Tommy, Lonnie, not the nurse. I don't know why the nurse is there. She wasn't even from the town. Like, why was she there? She's a part of the town now, man. It's been 40 years. But uh, the Lisa, Tommy, and Lonnie getting together and drinking and kind of having their own little, like, Halloween tradition thing, that makes sense. I could 100% see it kind of being a thing of they always get together on Halloween to just like celebrate. Hey, we survived Halloween. You know what I mean? I get that. The weird ass speech he gives does not make sense because it starts jovial. Like it starts like, ha ha. Oh man, Lonnie talked me into this. And then he tells the story of the first movie. And basically in this tone of like, why doesn't anyone care anymore? Woe is me. But he starts the speech with 40 years ago. Yeah. 40 years ago, three teenagers were murdered. If anyone was of, you know, was just like 21, 22, I wanted one kid to like raise his hand and be like, um, yeah, I went to Sadie Hook. So can you like, or Sandy yeah, Hook, can yeah. you shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't want to tragedy shame but they're talking about three teenagers and he a near-death experience by him which should be traumatic to him the rest of the town has a hundred percent moved on there's no reason for any of them outside of like the what you know big john and little john do of the like do you know who used to live here Ooh, like he would just be a ghost story right there's no local legend like it's so like the only way that scene works and could have worked in my opinion was instead of it being Lonnie gets his you know gets Tommy up there like ah oh, it's this jovial fake out joke thing that goes from funny to real mood killer was if Tommy went up there drunk and like kind of spilled his guts you know what I mean yeah that's the only way it played because then it could have played off of he's still fucked up from it. No one in the town gives a shit, so he feels worse about it. You know what I mean? Like, you can play into that. 
but the way it plays out, because then the the nurse and the doctor that were annoyed by how loud and drunk they were being is like, I listened to your story, man. I, oh man, I remember that from when I was a kid. Like I'm, oh, I'm so sorry, you know. That's like, let me buy you a drink, and then they became friends. I was like, what is happening? None of this makes sense. Yeah, it just doesn't track. It just doesn't track. It, it felt so bizarre. I also think it just hurt that this movie had so many different. Because you, you know you're cutting to what Michael's doing. You're cutting to what's happening to Lori and um, Judy Greer and the fam, the Strode family, if you will, at the hospital. And where the police are like kind of putting together what happened tonight. Then you're just cutting to Tommy and those friends at the bar. And it's it's almost one too many jump points where I'm losing the point. Like yeah. I'm losing the path of where we're supposed to go here. And, uh, and it really just turns out that Tommy's whole plotline is to form a mob that does nothing that is filled with morons which i guess like i get i i thought the mob thing was going to play out until they killed the wrong guy and then it was going to be over and it was going to be you know kind of thing about mob justice and it doesn't go anywhere you know what i mean like i thought it was going to be that when it kept going after that a little bit and they did find michael and then that ultimately is ineffective i was like what was the point of any of this well it, it just shows you the point is that michael well i mean Lori says it at the end her, michael, her third monologue of the movie yeah and it's like you know you can't kill michael and it's like what you're you're now having this epiphany you you thought you killed him and now you realize you can't kill him after your open stomach surgery stuff that <laughs> You stabbed yourself in the ass, and you you like get numbs the pain away. Michael's fear incarnate, and then look at what he's done to this town. Like forty years ago, he murdered some teens, and today he's back, and the town is just scared. Again, we we talked about it a little bit in the car ride. It's the it's the mindset, and it's weird because the twenty eighteen one didn't do this, but it's weird that the mindset of and you said at the beginning of this podcast is that. Everyone in this town that was has been involved with anything is having the epiphanies of if all the other Halloween movies have existed. Right. That he is this indestructible, you can't kill him force of nature. That he's basically a different version of Jason Voorhees. Like, and it doesn't make sense. Like when the when the cop that survived being stabbed in the neck, Frank or whatever in the in the hospital bed next to Lori is giving his whole thing about how he should have let him die or whatever. It shouldn't have been it was angled in a way where he instantly regretted it and it's like been sticking with him forever that he didn't let it should have just been him realizing now a maybe I should have just let Luma shoot the guy. Because again, like we said, within the context of what Michael Myers did, he was a mentally unstable kid who got back out, killed three teenagers. Awful. Maybe shouldn't have gone to a psychiatric facility. Maybe you should have been given the death penalty. Whatever. That's neither here nor there. Him acting like he stopped somebody from killing pure evil that night, and it's been haunting him ever since, feels like something Dr. Loomis would have said. But the way those other movies frame Dr. Loomis is, is, is he's a nutbag. And then Michael Myers becomes a superhuman freak. And then they're like, oh, I guess Dr. Loomis is right. We're dealing with the devil. And it, it just doesn't track with this one. It's yeah. the weirdest jump. He hasn't been shown to be invincible yet. 
Well, in this one, he was. Today, yeah. And in, in Halloween Kills, yes. 2018, no. Yeah, in 2018, that's what I liked the most about it, was they took him back to his, like, mortal roots. Like, the only... Like, it wasn't even super strength. They just did a good job of, like, showing older Michael is built like a brick shithouse. So, I guess when you're eight feet tall, you can lift podcasters up by the neck. Yeah, like, nothing felt out of the realm of possibility. Like, you switch out Michael Myers with Dave Batista. And just have him go through this movie as Dave Bautista. I'd believe it. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same level of, like, yeah, he's a freak of nature. But no, no. He's Harkonnen. Harkonnen. He just became uh, supernatural for some reason in this one again. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, I mean, if we were just going to bring the other movies back in here, making canon again, Disney. <laughs> yeah, calling Danny McBride Disney. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just weird. But, I mean, if we want to kind of break down some of the word of the kills. I mean, I guess like Big John and Little John were awesome. Big John and Little John were I thought I was going to hate, but they ended up being kind of fun. They they felt like the most tongue in cheek part of the whole movie. Like the most self-aware of like, yes, this is a ridiculous horror movie. And to be honest, I honestly think it's because out of everyone we saw in the movie outside of the drone family, uh, they were the only ones that had like any sort of real realistic personality. Yeah, like a charismatic. Like if they were my neighbors, I definitely would be friends with them. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. had that vibe of real people, and uh, I think I honestly think that's why we liked them the most, as opposed to every single person in this town somehow got a memo that evil dies tonight. Well, when, when, wait, well, not Lonnie, but the other guy. Um, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, his, like, rousing whatever the hell thing in the hospital. And, like, the cops are like, what is going on? And then everyone in, in the town's in the hospital, and they're all chanting evil dies tonight. I was waiting for them to start slowly putting on T-shirts that said evil yeah. dies tonight. Like, this was so, like, some organized Get your thing. evil dies tonight T-shirts, $20, two for 50 oh, You're like, the math man. doesn't add up, but all right. <laughs> all right, I'll buy them. I mean, <laughs> who can put up with that? I mean, evil dies tonight. After tonight, this is going to be collectible. This is definitely going to be collectible, because <laughs> we're going to kill evil. We're killing evil tonight. <laughs> Actually, joke's on you. You're evil. Just... Honestly, I if if you cut out everything, because I, I let me gather myself here, because I'm I'm split minded. We're a little myself. scattered. <laughs> I'm shook. So Tommy was a character I was curious why they didn't bring back in the 2018 one. Like I liked, I thought it would be fun for them to do something with Tommy, just mention him in one way or the other in the 2018. Same with, uh, they do in this one, because uh, Lisa comes back, the other girl that was in the house, because the whole 2018 was kind of talking about the trauma of going through something like that with Laurie Strode, and I thought it would have been interesting in the 2018 one to have Tommy kind of like still visiting Laurie, like kind of checking in. Maybe he was more stable. You know what I mean? I don't know, something. But to have him appear in this one as like, I don't even know what you call him. Every I mean, if the year wasn't still allegedly 2018, I would have expected him to be at the Capitol. Uh, <laughs> he's one of the Jan Sixers for me. It just felt... Like, I I really like Anthony Michael Hall, who plays Tommy. And I, I'm hard-pressed 
to think of things that I can say I didn't like him in. And this is one of the the ones I was really like, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's going to be Halloween Kills. It's going to be something you don't like. And it's not even real. I almost don't even want to say it's him. Like, I don't know what his character is supposed to be. He's like... Well, he was introduced as someone that could do bird whistles. Not once. He, he doesn't even do it to distract Michael. That would have been funny if he bird whistled. <laughs> and then Michael's, Finally, full circle, bird whistling. Yeah. I only learned that because I knew that Michael loved bird sounds. Birds. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. The whole Tommy plotline with the with the rest of the survivors, quote unquote, uh, and just the mob stuff, it felt this whole movie felt like a filler. Oh yeah. That that whole plotline for like it, it really did feel like there wasn't enough for Michael to do because uh Lori has to stay in the hospital because she done got stabbed. Right. So, like, not much can happen there. So, like, what are we going to do? Uh, I guess we're just going to have some storyline with the rest of the town. That really sucks. Have some forced plot line where Frank the cop, who has not been in the Halloween series at all, uh, we add him post in this movie uh, to the original 78 story. And then we hint, not even hint, we directly have Lori say some time period after 78 that they had a moment in a bar. So now they are close together for some reason. Like, I feel like the relationship thing didn't need to be thrown in like them kissing at a bar or whatever thing. And if they're going to do that, they could have done, I had hints of that in 2018. Honestly, they could have just settled with, they've known each other forever. Like, they would be friendly. Like, the town is supposed to be semi-small. Everyone knows who Laurie Strode is. So all the cops, if they were still cops from 78, would know her, and she would know them. You can just leave it at that. Right. So adding to that felt so forced and just, like, filler. It felt it felt weird. And then, like, the mob thing could have been fun. And it could have been a thing where it wasn't as, like, you know, Tommy has a mob. Like, just people are roaming the streets. And you could have that be a fun filler of just Michael keeps running into some of them and just cutting them to pieces. But it felt like they were trying to build up as if this mob was going to stop them. But we as the audience know they're not because there has to be a third one. Mm -hmm. So... Like I said this when we were walking out of the theater, if this was the final Halloween, like if this wasn't Halloween Kills, this was Halloween End, and this was the plot, I still would have had issues with certain parts. But if the mob did ultimately kill Michael in this way, it kind of still would have been like, okay, well, that's an ending. It's not like the best, but it would have been something that made sense with what they were writing. But this one is just more of like, oh, well, we got to make sure he gets back to his house. We got to do, we got to up the body count. We got to reposition, you know, characters on the board for the final one. So we got to just do this, do this. You know what I mean? It it didn't feel like an interesting story, like yeah. self-contained story. Yeah. And I, I don't think any part of it at all was actually scary. Yeah. I mean, there were times where they, I thought they did Michael effectively with how he moved. And just, they didn't do any of the, which I liked in the, I think they do it in four and five and H2O and some of them. There's usually one shot where Michael just like walks behind somebody and kind of like fucks with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of just like walks behind them, stares at them, 
and then just goes into another room and the person turns around being like, what the fuck was that? Like, and there wasn't any of that, which, you know, that could just be, I enjoy that and most people hate that, but. Who doesn't want to watch Michael play with his food? It kind of, I kind of expected something like that. Uh, That never happened. The only time I was ever like, what are, this felt lazy was the, um, the boyfriend kill when he just comes out of the closet like it wasn't even like a surprise out of the closet stab. It was like a ha and just like walks towards him. And then the kid's so startled. He, he can't shoot his kill though. Him dying was kind of disgusting. It was disgusting. And, and it's one of the, I don't even know how to describe it because I was saying, I was thinking it was unnecessary how brutal it was. Not in the sense of like, Oh, it was so gory. Or, oh, it was, like, over the top to where, like, the kid didn't deserve this. It just, it almost felt comical. Like, I was like, how is he, did he snap his neck? Is he just stabbing him repeatedly? How is he alive? Yeah. It, it By the time he twists his neck, I did like when he goes down the stairs and twists his neck. That was, like, a fun final. But before that, I don't understand how he was alive. Mm-hmm. So it felt gratuitous in the sense of, like, out of stupidity out of just like i don't i don't know why he's still doing this like why isn't that kid dead um there are too many way too many people with guns that were mentally handicapped in this movie like doesn't make any sense we we skipped over it but the the nurse yeah, all the survivors who end up not surviving yeah except for lisa let's talk about that scene so the first like real kill count after the firefighters is the nurse from the first from the 78 halloween uh lisa the other child Lori was babysitting in 78 and then the nurse and doctor costume couple we met at the bar are in a van looking for michael and they've all got guns they got from lonnie and uh the husband says he doesn't know how to use it the the wife nurse says she does and it's a Desert Eagle, and uh, I don't know if it was a fifty caliber Desert Eagle. I'm assuming it was, and that's bonkers. I'm not even gonna go down that road. The and then the nurse is packing heat, randomly. Um, she finds they find the group of kids on the swing, which this their interaction is funny. They're like I, some guy with a mask is playing hide and seek with us. A hundred percent. At first, I wanted to be like, that's so stupid. Like, kids, And then I thought, I was like, I 100%. On Halloween, if I was on a swing set and some kid, guy was doing that, I would 100% be on the same page as these kids. We're just like, yeah, some weirdos like trying to scare us. You know what I mean? I, I like that. That was one of the better written, like done parts of the movie. I also thought this was clever because you, know, you, you can't get an R rating if you kill a kid. Like, that instantly, like, if you show a kid getting killed like that, like, of a certain age, there's, like, a MPAA thing. That you can't show kids dying? In a certain way. It's it's a weird, like, there's tricks to it, but uh, if you do it in a certain way, you get you get slapped with an X rating. It's, it's they're kind of weird about it. This was clever, because when we're introduced to those kids, the kid that ultimately dies, kept his mask on, is taller than the other two kids, and kind of, they're kind of playing it like he's the older kid. Mm-hmm. And then we never see that kid die. This is the one with the skull mask. And so we just see Michael later holding a bloody skull mask. So he, Michael had killed that kid. Took his mask. 
took his mask. Um, so I thought that was clever that they kind of side skated that. Like, well, we didn't show Michael brutally. Michael may have just found that mask and dipped it in some blood. We don't even yeah. really know. Some corn syrup. Just corn syrup. Uh, but yeah, I liked I liked the setup of that scene. Then, like the rest of this movie, it just fell apart. Um, did you like the reference to Halloween three though? Those were the three masks from Halloween uh, three. Oh, they are. I was wondering where they came from. I was like, where do those masks? Yeah, it's come the witch, from? the pumpkin, and the skeleton are the oh, three masks that's from so Halloween three. Funny. One more day till Halloween. 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 One more day till Halloween. Yeah, literally the whole time I was just like, where do you get these masks from? I thought we were going to hear the jingle at one point. I was like, I was kind of hoping for the jingle. That would have been fun. What was it like? Some shamrock. <laughs> I just think the, the him attacking the car was really dumb because so they're packing heat, but I, they can't use it. So, okay, so the the car attack first started out kind of fun because it was a recreation for the nurse. That was the exact, they filmed it the exact same way Michael escapes the insane asylum in the beginning of 78, where it's, you see him go across the back of the car real quick, and then he reaches down, breaks the nurse side's window, and grabs out her face, and you're like, oh, it's like 78. But it's like, this time, she's packing heat. And then what she does is just shoot out the other windows. I mean, like, you can shoot up. If he's on the roof of the car... Like, put some through the roof of the car, see what happens. I really thought she was going to shoot her friend that was out in the playground. I thought she was going to shoot the person out in the playground by accident. I thought she was going to shoot the doctor the doctor or the nurse. The nurse. I I thought there was going to be an accidental discharge, if you will. And uh, <laughs> If you will. I will. And uh, that doesn't happen. She gets got by the glass on the broken window, which was... Yeah, and then the doctor, he's like, "I've got a stethoscope. I'll strangle from the Michael side, from the side." Um, and, then, and he gets, then he gets stabbed in the eye. That was a pretty brutal one. Just slides right in there. But so the nurse climbs out of the car, and then yeah, she doesn't I'll, immediately turn around and start shooting Michael. It doesn't. This is a, a real bad continuity thing because she gets out of the car with the gun. False. False. Michael gets into the driver's seat. Stabs the nurse, chokes her, then Dr. Dude in the back pulls out stethoscope, tries to strangle Michael, and Michael's just like, bitch, please, stabs him in the eye. He really does look at him like, are you serious, my dude? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then stabs, you know, stabs him in the eye. The entire time, I was thinking, like, did the wife just run? That's crazy. But no, cuts to her. She's like... 30 yards away from she the did. car. And then she's coming back. Because I guess she, she remembered. She starts shooting very poorly at Michael, missing. And then as she gets closer, Michael kicks the door into her hand, which spins the gun, and she ends up shooting herself in the face. Yep. A real thing happened. <laughs> I do appreciate... I mean, I don't know if this was intentional. The way Michael gets out of the car and looks at her afterwards... I think was supposed to be, uh, you know, because every now and then they do that in the Halloween movies where Michael kills somebody and he just kind of looks at him and kind of like enjoys. Like it's it's reminiscent of when he stabs the dude in the first movie, like pins him against the wall and then just stares at him like that. But the way it read to me was like he was with on our side. He was like, holy shit, that worked. Yeah. He's like, I did that. It's <laughs> like, how did that work? Huh? 
It's like, well done, Michael. You've done it again. I have like, to put that in for later. Pats himself on the back. <laughs> She's like, all right. Yeah, that's new for me. Uh, but Lisa, who had saved those children. Uh, She's is, been filling a bag full of full bricks. bricks. I actually give her credit for that. That's actually any other scenario besides Michael all of a sudden becoming superhuman again. Brilliant idea. It would have worked. It would have worked. That would have for those rascally kids. That would have battered his brains on the sidewalk. That would have been a great play. I appreciated it. Roll credits. Save us some credits. Time. Lisa did. <laughs> but no, uh, Michael starts chasing her after that failed attempt, and I, I have never been more upset that I called something than I have in this movie. Cause she's running and there's like a bridge to get over a creek and, and there's like, all these oh, trees. Oh, she's gonna cross the bridge. Yeah, she's gonna run across the bridge. Cause and... Michael only walks. Yeah, and I thought it was gonna be a thing of she runs across the bridge and she turns around and Michael's gone and she's just freaked out and then she keeps running. You know what I mean? I thought it was gonna be that because that happens in these movies. That'd and, have been cool. And it does leave a level of like, holy shit, he's gone. Nope. Instead of crossing the bridge, she kind of goes into the creek bed and. I leaned over to you in the movie in before <laughs> before when, she when got we to the running. creek bed creek bed when he she was running through the trees I started quoting Lord of the Rings. It's twenty years old this year. Yeah, twenty years it's old. Timely. Happy birthday! But just the I just did the Frodo the get off the road you fools get off the road, and I can't believe it was an exact recreation of that shot of the hobbits hiding from the Nazgul. It is. It is this woman hiding from Michael Myers. Yeah, and he and he's not smelling. He's just breathing through his mask. Just looking for her. <sighs> and then he crosses the bridge. But then apparently he apparently comes he back. doubled he doubled back when he couldn't find her because then he needed to set up the reference. Now that I see to Halloween three, so cool. Wait, I just thought about something too because they find her near the creek bed. Yeah. So she was under the bridge. Oh, under the bridge. So she he crossed back and she stayed and she there. stayed there while he set up that art yeah. installation piece. And she stayed there and she stayed stay there. Oh, the bodies go up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's weird. Uh-huh. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yes. But yeah, so the mob's not off to a great start. No, because it wasn't Michael that was trying to steal the nurse and doctor's car. Oh, yeah, we skipped over that. one of the that, escapees but... from the bus. From the first movie, when they showed his picture on the TV, I had a moment of like, oh, yeah, Michael wasn't by himself when he escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of just completely forgot about that. And I thought that was going to be a more fun of a misdirect. Like, I thought that misdirect was going to come at, up at the end of the movie. Like, it was going to be they thought they got him and it was him. You know what I mean? And then it was like, oh, no. Evil still alive. Nope. Uh, yeah. Instead, we get a weird mid-movie morality. Like, oh, no, the chaos of an angry mob caused this mental patient to kill himself. Which, by the way, he was at a institution for the criminally insane. Yeah. Which means that he definitely did some shit. So it was weird for us. Like, I wanted to be sympathetic because it's still fucked up. The mob did that. But the way Judy Greer was, like, trying to protect him, it came across so much more as, like, he's just this innocent soul. And you're like, 
I don't mean to sound harsh, lady, but for all we know, he murdered children. We don't fucking know this dude. I think it's interesting. He did show up to the hospital, like he was looking for looking help. for help, and then that didn't make sense to me. Well, like because I think he, I don't, I don't know what the thing, what what the statement was trying to be because uh, the kid who was like impaled on the fence. Yeah, you know, and then his mom was trying to find him. Yeah, that's and that scene randomly where, in the where scene. she sees him, and then you know the mob's doing his thing, and she sees him alone, and she's crying, and it's silent. It's like, uh, yeah, mobs are bad, okay? Like, no, I guess. Like, ah, uh, see the the real drama, and then she's she's all alone. Yeah, I didn't know where they were going with it. It it didn't make sense, and it, and I I got like I got the initial message, which was. You know, the uncontrollable frenzy mob, whatever nonsense. Oh, the cop, the old cop tells us after he says, like, oh, this isn't Michael. We're the monsters. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That That's I, all for Sunday school. I'm surprised my eyes didn't, like, pop from how hard I rolled them when that cop was like, don't you see what has happened? We're the monsters. This is what Michael has done to us. Yeah, channeling is Rod Sterling. You're like, oh my. Oh my God. It it felt like the ending of Romeo and Juliet where the the narrator does the like, take take notice of this tale and let your heart be hardened. You know what I mean? It's like that whole, like, oh shit, why is this happening? I was here to get scared and like see people get murked. Oh man. I'm the monster. I did think it was funny that there were the... um, because that, that dude, because he was the head of security at the hospital or some shit, he was originally either a deputy or a sheriff, but he was the father of one of the girls that was murdered, one of Lori's friends that was murdered. So it was kind of funny that he was back just like working a hospital job, security job. Like, I don't know. It, it, it just felt weird. Everything about this movie felt weird. I don't know. It was bizarre. Um... Alice, what was her name? Which one? The daughter. Allison. Oh, Allison? Right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's why I keep saying it. It feels right. It feels, it just feels right. But, um, yeah, Allison or whatever. The daughter, her going with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's dad to like hunt down Michael Myers and she's got like the sawed off shotgun shit driving around. That all, all felt pointless. Like, I don't know. It, I just, I feel so disappointed. I feel like there, and I want to say there was a lot of potential in this movie, but the way they structured it, it only would have had potential if this was the final moment. Like if this was supposed to be the final Halloween. But everything else just felt like, okay, how are we going to throw more bodies at Michael for him to slash? Like, it was just bizarre. And... You know, I'm I'm trying to think. Like, we we can go to the Big John, Little John's stuff. Their adventure was kind of fun. Yeah, they're kind of Marco. Pol- they're like checking in with each other. Yeah, them checking in in the house. But yeah, the I liked, I liked the their little misdirect freak out. Uh, was fun. Like, I felt like in any other movie, this setup was actually like a fun setup. But just where it's placed in the movie, I just kept thinking like. How are these kids running around? Like, why doesn't everyone know that there's a serial killer out right now? Like, I don't know. It, it felt weird timing wise. But Insler, just in the moment in the scenes, I was like, "This is fun." 
Um, cause you got the kids saying they got a candy bar from your house and her friend ate it. And now she, there was a rusty razor blade in it and they have like a fake out gag thing with her. Um, and that's fun. And then they, you know, freak the kids out. It is as far as exposition dumps go, a, a lesser writer, a hundred percent would have just had when they were eating charcuterie and like honey and all that shit on the couch, just had one of them be like, don't you think it's kind of weird we live in the Myers house? You know, just with Halloween, it got me thinking, I don't, sometimes I just am uncomfortable living in the Myers house. You know what I mean? Like they would have just kept saying it. I like this. This was a clever way of getting that across of whose house it is by them scaring the kids as punishment for the, them getting pranked by them. Just the, you know whose house this used to be? This is Michael Myers' house. I did laugh that the kids didn't know who Michael Myers was. I feel like that has a possibility to it, but I feel like if, I don't know, like I feel like when we were in high school, if Brentwood had had a, or I mean middle school even, had a known serial killer, I 100% think we would have known about it. Oh, yeah. I think we would have referenced it a lot, and like that would have been a part of our zeitgeist. But... You know, it's kind of whatever. But them telling the story and scaring the kids, I like that. It was a good, you know, exposition reveal of whose house it was. So you knew they were next. It was a good way of revealing that. I did think it was funny the way he tapped the uh, pitchfork later in that scene. Definitely felt like a Chekhov's Mm -hmm. pitchfork moment of like, so that's obviously important. And then when he came out with the golf club and he's like, next time. Well, I guess that is the same. Yeah, thing. that is it. It's yeah. the next time I'm bringing a bringing pitch pitchfork. Fork. Yeah, they were fun. Um, I thought it was funny they were just getting high in their house on Halloween. Well, Big John was. Big John was. Well, little John wanted to watch a movie, and he what made a movie. Nice were they plate. watching? I was trying to figure that out because that felt like it had to be a reference. Yeah, but I don't know. But yeah, I, Michael tricking him with the old "I'm topping on the back door." And then and coming run, in the run, 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 run. And then I'm gonna come in the front door, sneaking in that house. I like. Well, then he knocks the front door, and then he comes in the back. Oh, that, yeah, that's because right. Because little John and I, I said, lock the door. You heard me say it. And I liked that he called that out. And, and then he locked big, the back door, right? Yeah, big John goes, "Did you lock the back door?" Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know I'm so bad with locks, big John. Uh, oh man. And and when they like when they arm themselves, I mean, it had to be a thing, right? That Big John has little knife, and Little John has big knife. Yeah, I just so I I got that play. Like I thought it was funny metaphorically, but I thought it was gonna be a him put the little knife down and just picks the golf club back up, and they kind of have a moment like, yeah, that's probably better. You yeah. know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. he had a golf club in his hand, and that's definitely. Better than a little knife. Better than a little tiny cheese knife. A little cheese knife, yeah. Um, I did like, in terms of, because a lot of this movie didn't feel like it was framed like a horror film. It felt like an action movie where the protagonist wasn't the good guy, if that makes sense. Like how some of the scenes were filmed. But this one felt really good. Where, like you said, he goes to check the back door to see if it's locked, or to lock it. Sees the blood print. Again, partly because of their just, charisma but him having that moment of like holy shit like someone's in our house like that whole thing felt right felt in the realm of a horror film him searching the house them searching the house together felt like a horror film 
like you said, them doing the Marco Polo, Big John, Little John check-in was uh, pretty funny. Even though I have to say, like, I just don't buy that two people would constantly refer to them each other as Big John and Little John. I mean, you just haven't had any of them pet names, have you? That's just insane to me that they every time referred to each other as Big John and Little John. But I mean, if 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 they're both named John, I mean, you're saying John, 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 John. John. You need something. You right? could break it up and sometimes say Big John. Sometimes you just say John. Sometimes say Babe. Who knows? Yes, just say Honey. Sometimes. Oh well, uh, Little John did say Honey. Did he? Yeah. Okay. He threw that in. Then cancel my whole remark. The, yeah. the scene's been saved. <laughs> there was some variety. The Johns are back. Let's start over, Peter. Start us over, because yeah. my whole opinion has changed. Welcome to the Too Much Production. <laughs> yeah, welcome. We just, we're now an hour and a half out of Halloween Kills. <laughs> Still fresh on the mind. The, um, you, Dude, you reacted really harshly to the armpit kill. Big John getting stabbed under the armpit? Like, into the... Yeah, arm under the armpit was uh, unexpected. I haven't seen that before. Yeah, you had a like physical reaction. Yeah, to that. I've touched myself there. It's like <laughs> that would hurt. I'm like, yeah, ow. Oh man, yeah, uh, that was pretty brutal. And then he gouged his eyes out yeah. with his thumbs, which again played into the whole what I've been getting at, where like some of the scenes feel like weirdly overkill for no reason it doesn't it didn't add like a level of fear as much as like what the fuck is he doing like i don't know something about him just didn't play the over a lot of the overkills didn't play well i think it's just because there's that you have the overkill when it's not paired with good suspense like i wasn't really on the edge of my seat like nothing really happened that was like oh wow that was a really cool way to do that it just Oh yeah, Michael. We definitely know. And then yeah, I mean the armpit thing got me. Yeah, armpit that, thing that got, got me. Woo, spook. But uh, yeah, then Little John goes up there, and um, I liked this. I liked that they didn't show Michael kill Little John, and it was just the implication. There wasn't enough of that in this one. I think they could have done better to show and let our like like an, have that oh shit of like oh man he's dead. Like there would have <laughs> been. Like, I mean, the dr- we already talked about the drone family, but like that played out and that felt like the good over the top. This is what Michael does to people. I think they would have benefited from more scenes of just, you know, somebody opening a door and Michael's there and it just cutting away. And you know, Michael fucking killed him. You know what I mean? There's- yeah. And, and the 2018 one does that. Yeah. And I think that's great. And I also the 2018 had more fun with the camera angles on the kills. Like when Michael kills the babysitter and you see it from outside, mm-hmm. like the the pan of the outside of the house of Michael going through the house is one of the best, honestly, one of the best out of the Halloween series. Like I thought that was just creative. It was fun. It added a level of like, oh shit, he's just running through people. But, and this one didn't do anything like that really. It it, it felt like it was missing that. It, it felt like it was missing that creative I hate to say kill cam, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's the only way to describe it. Because that's, in slasher films, I think that's the escalation I would rather see than gore. I would rather see creative viewing and camera play and implications as opposed to just, like, ah, this time we had Michael fucking pull a guy's eyes out and then he ate him. He didn't <laughs> eat him in this one. I'm just, example. 
You know what I mean? Like it, I'd rather see that. And I think that's, I honestly think a lot of my complaints about this one are that the 2018 did everything better. And this feels such like a weird, it almost feels like they filmed this one as if people didn't like 2018 and they were trying something new. You know what I mean? And that feels wrong because I feel like 2018 was both critically and box office wise, like liked. Yeah, people liked it. And it's funny that you mention it in that way because apparently, like, they were going to film Halloween and Halloween Kills back to back. But then they're like, whoa, 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 let's wait. Let's wait till the first one's done and then we can, like, move on and make the second one if, if people like it. But and then people liked it. They make the second one. And then it's completely different than yeah. the last one. Yeah, this one definitely would have benefited from a Lord of the Rings style filming shoot where they just committed to all three and just film them all. Because if it's all supposed to be the same night, I think filming them all together as if it's one long movie would have helped, just from a creative perspective, helped them set it up with a pacing to feel like it's one night. Well... I don't want to bust your bubble here, but the next one is going to apparently happen four years later. What? I thought it was supposed to be the same night. Yeah, no. It says, uh, let's see. It's going to be a coming-of-age story, and some characters have processed the insanity of the Circus of the Massacre of 2018. And not only that, but they've also processed the world as it's spun so wildly in the last four years, a la Michael Myers may or may not get COVID. (laughs) That's bullshit. No, I don't believe it. No, it, they said doing it will address four years, and it will address COVID. Uh, How do you address that? COVID well, is the real killer. Oh my god! COVID killed more people than Michael Myers did. <laughs> don't let two bad nights ruin a man's life <laughs> and our freedoms. Two. You know who wore masks, Peter? You know who wore masks? Michael Myers. Michael Myers wore masks, and he was a murderer. Yeah, so you, you're trying to tell me I gotta wear a mask when I'm when I'm going to a Denny's? Uh, how about you read the Constitution, and then tell me on there where it said Michael Myers was wearing a mask, and so I don't have to. Yeah, tell you that much. Uh, yeah, I yeah. It's, it's my, Michael doesn't socially distance. That's upsetting, Peter. I'm not going to lie. Just get excited. It can get worse. <laughs> Because I think it will. Oh, man. This will be the Halloween 3. What a rug pull. Yeah. It just... It's weird. It's yeah. it's just bizarre. Like, I, I mean, we can go ahead and jump to the end because, like, nothing else really yeah, happened I mean, to this. They show back up at the house. So, yeah, the Lonnie... The Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. His, uh... Yeah, the boyfriend and the daughter, Lori's granddaughter, are all in the car. They... They realize they're going to... He's, Michael's just trying to go home. He's just trying to go home. Home. Uh, they show up to the house, and Lonnie's like, no, I can't believe I brought my kid to the belly of the beast. I'm like, you're thinking about that fucking now? now? When the mob was forming, it should have been a, hey, you're staying here at the hospital. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Not right when you get to the steps of the devil's house. Huh, that wasn't a good idea, I guess. Oh, I feel so bad. I brought you kids on this field trip to Michael Myers' house. (laughs) Just stay in the car. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, 
that was stupid. Don't call anybody for backup. Don't call anybody for, you know, don't call the other members of the mob. Don't call the police to be like, I got this. He didn't got this. No, he didn't. Uh, he just walks into the house and we hear a gunshot and the kids are like, dad. Oh, no. I like how he leans up against the door. Like he's fucking SWAT. And like, he's like, okay, we're ready to bust in here. Like, yeah. All right. Calm, calm down, kid. <laughs> Maybe you should just call the cops. Look, I've seen bad boys too. <laughs> I would love that if he just leaned over to the, we ride together, we die together. <laughs> bad boys for life. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, let's go. Oh, man. But yeah, they're searching the house. And I guess this searching of the house felt weird because we'd already watched Lonnie and or not Lonnie already watched Big John and Little John search the house in the same manner. Yeah. Um the lit jack o' lantern in the closet makes so little sense. Michael did it, Mark, and he doesn't make sense. Do you think he carved the pumpkin, He's, put the candle in, and he was like he was gonna put it on the porch and he looked at it and was no. like, This is an embarrassment. I got to just hide this. And he put it in the closet. He's like, but, no one can ever see this pumpkin. I'm so embarrassed. But he didn't blow the candle out. Because <laughs> he's like, fire doesn't kill me. Yeah, he's like, I've already survived this once. I'm fine. Like, why? I don't know, dude. It's because it's Halloween. I mean, it's a fake out scare of, so uh, the girlfriend, daughter of Lord, Allison. Allison can put a shotgun shell through, through the, a pumpkin. Through a pumpkin. Never fired a gun before in her life. No. She she handled the recoil like a champ. Yeah, they gave her they gave a a well she high school high, yeah but they She's let like, handguns her, be damned handguns are feminine they let a high school girl yeah. who has probably never fired a gun in her life take a sawed off shotgun they're like she's got this she got it I believe in her um I expected a, a girls get it done scene in this one I know 2018 kind of already had it but I expected another. But, I mean, they didn't get it done, which is why we have this movie. Well, they did get it done. A bunch of men in a fire truck <laughs> showed up, ruined their plans. Hey, you know, there were, I don't think any of them were women firefighters. Yeah, I don't think any of them I mean, hard were, to tell. Because the they all had their masks but on But, I stuff. mean, I feel like that, that, could, that could be some of the social commentary. Don't send a man in to clean up a woman's mess. Well, I mean, it's 100%. There's a lot of commentary. I mean, we're already showing Michael, pure white mask face. Guess you know who he targets? You know who he targets? Women, interracial couples, gay couples, yeah. oh. single dads. He's a bigot. And he is, and he's making a beeline home. What home, is home? Home. Back to, oh, back to oh, the better days no. in the 70s. Yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Oh, my God. I'm going to say it. Michael Myers is a Nazi. He's a Nazi. He's a fascist Nazi. Dude, that, I mean, <laughs> that's more thought than probably they were doing with this mob justice. I think the mob justice was the only social commentary they thought they were doing. But everything nope. else... They're, they're, Michael Myers is a representation of the current political state of this country. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Honestly, if you played a drinking game and took a shot every time, quote unquote, evil dies tonight is said in some form or fashion, I think you would die of alcohol poisoning. It really just it, it took off. It went viral. I just don't like that like 70 people say it. The worst part was there was the extra lady who said it. 
Like, she's not a character in the movie. He says it, and this one mom is like, you're right, that sounds like a slogan, evil dies tonight. Yeah, they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. keep saying it. Cool. I wanted one dude to have, like, a broken arm from, like, you know, he fell off a skateboard or something like that, be in the yard, be like, I don't know what's going on, but can <laughs> somebody help me? <laughs> Dude, they are tossing everyone around. Man, but yeah, so kids obviously run into Michael, though, back in the house, and uh, we watched the boyfriend get stabbed multiple times, failed to fire his gun twice. He did the thing I hate in movies, which is the person pulls the knife out of themselves but then drops it. Yeah. Michael is standing right. I 100% was like, oh, is this kid going to be the first smart one? Because he pulls it out, and you see Michael's foot in frame. And I was like, stab that bitch in the leg. Slices Achilles. Slices Achilles. Mm, Stab him through the foot. Do something. I thought he was going to stab him through the foot and tell her to run. Yeah, same. And I was like, smooth move, guy. I know you cheated on the first movie, but I salute you. What a death. Yeah. Nope. He just... Takes the knife out and then's like, where's my gun? <laughs> and then he looks like he's never held it before. Then Michael just breaks his hand yeah. and then he throws him, he puts his head through the banister and then like stabs his neck. He, and then I think it's, he's just, he's just doing the like pinball type of thing. He's yeah. going back and forth. And is he just breaking his neck uh, in different directions? Like really doing a lot of work on those muscles. Yeah, I guess. And then he finally, when he, cause uh, Allison or whatever has fallen down the stairs and had, this was the, this was ironically the part that got me was her leg breaking actually made me grab my leg. I was like, Oh shit. Even though I did laugh, they gave her the final girl trope of having a broken leg. Yeah. I mean, they didn't give it to her in the last one, so I guess at some point she had to hurt her leg. Otherwise, how is the final girl going to barely escape the killer? But, yeah, her leg break was pretty brutal. And then, uh, yeah, Michael walking down the stairs and just twisting that dude's neck. At that point, I was laughing because I was like, good for Michael. I mean, put him out of his misery. That kid's just suffering at this point. That was a mercy kill. I mean, even though he... He put him there. He but, put him there. Yeah, it was yeah. his fault. I mean, like, if you hit a deer with your car, you know, it's still you want to just, like, oh, you just got to just. It's like, oh, know. I thought he was dead, but this guy's holding on. <sighs> I just, the Allison screaming for, like, two minutes while that was going on. Because, I mean, he rocked his head. He's rocking, socking robots on his head for a while. And she's again, just like, oh. again, and it falls into the same thing with the eye gouge and shit. And where it feels gratuitous for no reason, except for like it added a few seconds to the runtime. But I didn't feel like this movie ran long or short. Well, Allison got to scream a little more. Allison did get to scream. And I had forgotten since she screamed three seconds before that. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, yes, that's how it sounds. Leave him alone. She is in fear. Oh, and then she says, do it. Do it, Michael. Oh, yeah, when Michael comes. I, I, I like the kills better especially in these types of movies where it is the someone tries to attack him and then they like just twisting the knife in her hand and like even though I always just go just let Drop go the knife just let go of it but really that's I think that's a uh, tell of man's hubris <laughs> where they think that they can overcome evil incarnate to maybe like they they could reassert control over this situation and really like you said they can't so sometimes it's just better to drop it and walk away though we can't walk away but i mean you could at least oh, have man. done that but the, yeah hubris hubris but she yells do it like the emperor she's and we, do it we think she's talking to michael 
Yeah, he's like, yeah. Really, she's like, Mom, hurry the fuck up and stab him. Do it. Do it, Mom. Do it. Kill him. Kill him now. Do it. And then, you know, the, the pitchfork pitch comes pitch in gun. But of course, because everyone in this town, there must be like, I want to look up and see if there's like a lot of fracking done in the town and there's just like a natural gas leak that has swept the town. Something's in the water. I want to know why everyone's so stupid where stabs him with the pitchfork once. Once. She pulls it out. Yeah. And you're like, okay, round two. Nope. Toss it to the ground. Huh. And then she takes his mask off. And I expected Old Man Rivers from Scooby-Doo. I thought it was going to be like, holy shit, it's Old Man Rivers. But no, we don't still don't see his face. We just see his bald pattern. Yeah, she kind of like half curb stomps him on the steps. Yeah. I thought that was going to be more effective. But her plan seems to be by stealing the best. She's luring her away from her daughter, which like at first you're like, okay, that makes sense. Because she realizes she fucked up and didn't kill him. So she's just leading away from the daughter. I'm like, okay. Then she leads him to a trap with the mob where they're all going to beat her up. If she had just kept stabbing him with the pitchfork, the rest of the plan wasn't necessary. I mean, the mob could have also just been at the house. A hundred percent. Like I was thought, always allowed. I thought the mob was already outside the house, yeah. to be honest. And when no one was out there, I was like, oh, I guess she just borrowed Tommy's car. Because yeah, there was the over. scene where Tommy was like apologizing for the mob getting out of control. And she's like, I need a car. He's like, I have a car. <gasps> Great. He's like, that's crazy. We're just so linked because I have a car. <laughs> <laughs> Get me over there. <laughs> but then he's not there. So I'm like, oh, I guess she just took his car. And then we lead him a street over where the mob's like, evil dies tonight. And then they one by one walk up to Michael and start attacking him. Dude, I was impressed with a tiger outfit because he did some like martial arts dodging shit with the knife. Michael swung at him and he's like, whoo. Well, he got cut in the hand once. He did get cut in the hand once. Oh, well, then maybe it wasn't him. I was thinking. Well, no, he had the gun. Yeah, he had the gun. It the was someone that came in with a melee thing that, like, kind of like dodged, dodged, got out of the way. And I was like, "That's impressive." I just think it's funny. It's like this is definitely one of the moments where the mob mentality should have kicked in. Of they all just charge him at once and overpower him and then beat him into a flat. There's also four cars. I Hit him we- with the car. Well, I was gonna say yes. I thought I honestly thought that was the original oh, plan was to hit him with the you're, car. You're thinking. Chain each limb up to each How car. How are you in my head? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And pull them apart. Pull them apart. I That's mean, literally what I was thinking. Do you think any of these town folks got chains? I mean, watch Hitcher. Like, it's in there. <laughs> but that's what i wanted i was like yeah evil dice tonight evil dice tonight we're gonna pull them apart yeah put your money where your fucking mouth is guys because they 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 just do that so so okay because once they actually beat him to the ground and they tell uh judy greer they're like don't worry we got this and she leaves to go back to check on her daughter after she stabs him in the back after she stabs him in the back which was a pretty good move i was like nice yeah stab him then I wanted the rest of the mob to just be like, okay, and just wail on him. Like, it's like no one in that mob had ever seen, or no one writing this scene had ever seen what mobs do to people. Yes. Like, it's not a, oh, we got them and we move on. Those people get ripped. Like, if you get taken by a mob, you get ripped to shreds. Like, you get beaten to nothing. And they were just like, oh, well, Michael's down. He's real tuckered out. And Judy already stabbed him once. So I guess we'll just, 
you know, hey, evil dies tonight. Yeah, if Tommy is really frustrated and he's already worked himself up like that, he's he's gonna need to yeah, take it out. Yeah, they needed to unload on him. Old Huckleberry. Needs- God, the old Huckleberry thing was such a stupid. Like, yeah. no part of it made sense. Because it wasn't his story. Yeah. It was the dude at the bar story. And he just took which, the bat. Yeah. And he just took the bat. It Fucking, I don't know. So much of this movie hurt my brain. But yeah, and so of course Michael pulls the knife out of his back, slashes up the entire mob. Yeah, we get this voiceover from Lori explaining to Frank that, that you, you know, just can't kill Michael. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't my fault. He just he's he just can't die. Yeah. He is evil. And again, through I guess because it's cut and it's shot the way it is, but it does seem like again a situation where if they had all rushed him, he wouldn't have been able to do that shit. Ah, oh, man. But yeah, so Lori or Judy, yeah, Lori's in the hospital. Judy Greer's checking on her daughter, who's Karen. Who, yeah, who's got a <laughs> Her daughter, uh, Allison, has a more than shattered leg. Not in an ambulance or anything. She's just chilling with the blankets around being like, oh, what a crazy Halloween. The crazy thing is with styles these days, those tight pants, they work just like a cast. Oh, that's a good point. They didn't want to cut them because they're like, this is is holding your leg together. This is actually better than what we could give you at the hospital. (laughs) Cutbacks, man. Way to go, (laughs) H&M. Uh, but yeah, and then I guess Judy, Judy Greer, because she was there for the whole standing in the window comment, it's like, I'm going to go up to Michael's sister's old room and stare out that window. And I guess it's supposed to be like a sense of accomplishment if she's like, hey, I did it. And then I she understands my husband. or whatever. I av- yeah, like I avenged, you know, the all the people like Michael's dead. What? Michael's behind her? Stabby, stab, 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 stab. And he kills her like he killed his sister. That was the reminiscent shot they were using because how he killed his sister. Well, his sister was like fixing her hair naked in front of her mirror. Yeah, because she had just had sex with her boyfriend instead of taking him trick-or-treating. Like he wanted, yeah. But... um. No, I just mean in the sense of the camera angle they yeah. used and how it was the just continual slash. And it was just Judy Greer doing that. And then credits. And then Michael's just looking out the window being like, my window, bitch. This is my window. And then, yeah, it's like Halloween kills. There is all these people outside. Mm-hmm. No one noticed or heard anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one's in the house anymore. Everyone's wonder, out on the porch. I wonder if they're going to explain that at all, like, or how they're going to explain Well, yeah, that. Karen went missing, y'all. Yeah, I, I think they have to do a... They, they have to at least have one scene that wraps up that time. But, like, I don't know how Michael's there. Because, I mean, if they're going to do this time jump of four years and have COVID happen somehow. Do you think Michael gets recaptured and he escapes from a hospital again because of COVID restrictions. They can't have too many people in the cells. So they're moving him and he escapes again. Because all the nurses get fired because they won't get vaccinated. Yeah, they get, yeah, they, that they, is they quit. social commentary. Wow. And if they'd all just gotten vaccinated, Michael wouldn't have escaped again. And pure evil wouldn't be allowed to propagate. Oh, man. Oh, and Michael wouldn't have gotten out. Oh, right. no, sorry. That's what you meant. Oh, yeah. sorry. Whew, tough times, tough times. <laughs> oh, oh, man. See, the thing is, like, when they it didn't need to be social. <laughs> because now you can do so much like bullshit stuff of like fake news Michael Myers or you know like I I really wanted it to be a continuation of the night 
I wanted it to be. Hopefully, it still can be. Maybe if enough people were like, "Dude, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard." I haven't looked at the reviews that many reviews of this. A lot of them have just been saying that I've seen have just been the normal like baseline. You know, it was a horror film. You know, the kills were fun. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's some. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't even know what the Globe and Mail is. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> that it's brimming with odd decisions, which is true. I would say that's an apt apt response to this movie. Brimming. Brimming with very odd decisions. I don't know why I would do that. But isn't that isn't that the legacy of Halloween? So many times there, I don't know why they would have done that. I don't know why they would have made Halloween three. I mean, I guess one thing I can say is by killing Judy Greer. At the end of this one, they did keep the tradition of a lot of these sequels having shocking endings. Because, like, uh, was it Halloween 4? Yeah, it's Halloween 4 where it's Michael's niece or whatever. Lori's Lori's illegitimate daughter that they kind of act like in the later ones wasn't her daughter. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Uh, Remember, she kills her mom at the end of the fourth one and is in the clown costume like Michael. And it's like a holy shit. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I kind of was hoping for something like that in this one. But I guess they can't do it as directly because the whole point of that one was because she's a Myers. So she has the same, like, she could have the same thing that ha- is wrong with, you know, Michael or whatever. But I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Um, I guess I, I, I honestly cannot think of a, the only thing I can think of of how you fix this movie, how they structured it outside of completely making a different movie, just this movie, if you built this up with the mob and the town uniting together, there's something there where you can have it be where it's... Because like the whole point of the 2018 one wasn't was, was to do a whole like kind of twist on that everyone thinks this is about Lori, but it's not. Michael's just a mindless machine. Yeah. You could build off that and have it be where the town, where it be where it's like, Lori's not the only one affected by this. This town was shaken to its core by this monster. And have that mob be the, you know, ultimately the executioner of Michael. Like, I don't think it would be the strongest ending, ending but the way it's built up and you just have the, the mob kill Michael, maybe do like a fake out, one of those classic horror films like, oh, is he alive? Is he dead? I don't know. Kind of just open-ended and whatever nonsense. Is fine, and then that could have been the end of this series of Halloween, where you have this version of the timeline completed. That's the only way. With what they've set up, that's the only way I can think of fixing this. Everything else would require a completely different movie. Because I actually really liked the concept of this taking place in the same night as Halloween, like as the you know a continuation of the night, and I wanted all three of them to be the whole night, like the whole Halloween night could have been fun. And, you know, there's a lot of things they could have done with having it framed in real time, kind of like a 24 episode where you're actually just following the action. And Mm -hmm. that could have been a fun twist on how they do these horror films. And it still could have been filler because they got to get to the third one. And the third one could have been structured in the same way 2018 was where it's not real time. It's just kind of, classic but to have that middle one take like a weird juxtaposition to set up for the third one and having this real time kind of chaos could have been super fun 
Like that could have been fun, but again, completely different movie. And I don't know. I th- I think my just gut reaction out of the theater is that I I just don't know what this is. And so I I'm going to say not worth your free time mm-hmm. unless the third one blows me away. Then I'm like, okay, well, you have to, I guess, watch the second one. Yeah. You you really don't need to watch more than 2018. Yeah, 2018. To be honest, could've they could have ended, ended 2018 there with Michael burning down in the house. I actually liked that ending. That was a clever payoff of like, Lori's been preparing for this the whole time. So why wouldn't it work? And, you know, 2018 could have been the end. And instead of, and in that timeline, instead of having the 30,000 sequels, it's just Halloween, then Halloween 2018. That works. Yeah. Peter, would you say not worth your free time? Yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. Sad. I know. I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be at least more fun than it was. And it wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be. I know a listener by the name of, Fran said I said fun too much in our last one, but fun's important. Yeah. Oh, definitely for these movies. And guess what, Fran? This one wasn't a little bit of fun. This yeah. wasn't really that, that much fun. Like, there was fun moments. Yeah. Big John, Little John. You know, stuff like that. But, like, life overall is full of fun moments. I, I need more fun concentrated when I'm watching a movie. I, need I don't people, want just moments of fun. I need people to stop yelling evil dies tonight. Yeah. Can someone do that for me? It's unbelievable. To be honest, I want to wear a shirt that says Evil Dies Tonight solely out of the irony of the like the movement. Yeah. It is sad. Like I was I was really excited. Oh well. It's like man, 2018 is so cool. Yeah. Well, we can't have everything, I guess. We can't. <sighs> well, I know we it's definitely John's pick next time. <laughs> so John's gonna I pick don't something. Know. John hasn't even come back. <laughs> you know, no, we're not pulling that. It's a hundred percent John's pick, and whatever he picks, we're gonna go with because I feel really bad right now. What? That's on you. This, this is, this doesn't even really count. You are guilty by association. You were my getaway driver. Okay. I'm an accomplice. You're an accomplice. I didn't even know. Guess what? You're. I'm Michael Myers. You're the doctor from 2018. You helped me, and I knew. so help me, I will stomp on I your knew head all the time. I just, I didn't pick this one. <laughs> It counts. Just, we yeah, we picked it together. It was fine. Yeah, John needs to hurry up and get back. John, where are you at? Why are you so not interested in doing this anymore? It's a hundred percent John's fault. He's not here. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> anyway, it's John picks next time. We're gonna do Halloween. I I know this will come out probably tomorrow or the day after, so the week of Halloween, and then we're gonna do one or two more after Halloween into Thanksgiving, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. But uh, until then, remember to follow us at TMFT Podcast on Twitter and at tmftpodcast.gmail.com with all of your recommendations please. and your commentary. St- stop making fun of Peter in the emails, please. They're really mean. It does hurt my feelings. It, he reads them. He prints them and he puts them in his room. It's, I read it's them at my cool. most vulnerable when yeah. I'm on the toilet. It's just not safe. Okay, we'll see you guys next time. Yes. Yeah, By the way, um, Rabbit Hole was good. <laughs> <laughs>